to our morning take. Welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday. My name is Frank Johnson. And as always, I'm Abraham Lawrence. And you have found a program that designed to help you see uh, the movie going on in your head. Get the movie in your head. Yeah, we want to let you uh, read the scriptures that we're reading, but kind of uh, put yourself in that place so that you can understand what's going on. Yeah, kind of visualize it. Just, you know, mm-hmm. put yourselves, you know, back in Bible days. I like it. So we've been talking about uh, Abram this week uh, after he got out of Egypt and him and Lot split up and Lot went towards Sodom. And so he's in Sodom and the men there are wicked. Yes. I mean, it looks like a great place, but there are some bad things going on. Mm -mm. The kings of Sodom were very evil. And um, as we're reading in uh, chapter 14, they capture Lot and they take all of his possessions. Yeah, why did they do that? What, what, what was what caused the fight? Well, first of all, you got to think this guy, he's a stranger. He's got all of these goods. He's got all of this wealth. And, you know, people want a part of that. The king's just like, you know, who's this guy coming in here? We need to just take all of this stuff. Yeah. Divide and conquer. To me, it's just kind of human nature. It's yeah. like you, you see something, you want it. Yeah, you absolutely. Want it for yourself. And that's what these guys are. They all have weird names. Yeah. Chador Lamor. Yeah, how do you even, <laughs> the king of Elam. Chedoria Lamor or whatever the heck. <laughs> Who knows? And with title, king of nations. Yeah, exactly. And Amraphel, king of Shinar. Mm-hmm. And Arioch, king of Elisar. Four kings with five. Four kings against five is what the NASB says. Uh, so this valley was full of tar pits. Yep. Mm. And the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and their victuals. Yep. So they won. Yep. But they took Lot, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Bargaining chip. Who do you suppose got involved in? Oh, I think you know. Yep. There was a fugitive, a guy that escaped, came and told Abraham, the, the Hebrew, Abram the Hebrew. Isn't that funny he's how any time that. that something happens, how fast news travels? <laughs> Isn't that amazing in the Bible? Yeah. Like They got snitches and, and messengers. Saul, let me tell you what David did. <laughs> hey, let me tell you what's going on in Sodom. Your nephew got captured, but you didn't hear that from me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's living by the Oaks of Mamre, which we remember. We've already talked about that. And, are, and these were the allies with Abram. So this fugitive was a friend. And when Abraham led out his trained men born in his house, mm. 318. Now, Abe has no children. Abram has no children. But he has 318 kids that were born in his house. So there's somebody in that house having kids. Yes. <laughs> and they're old enough to fight. Yeah, just think about, just put that in perspective, how big Abraham's house is and his wealth. If he has 300 servants born unto him, just imagine the wealth that he's amassed over this time period. Do you think he picked up any of them in Egypt? Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he has. Does he have Hagar by now? Yeah. I mean, we're not, not to that re- part of the story yet, Her name hasn't come up He yet. doesn't go back to Egypt to get her, though. So obviously she's around. Yeah. She's, she's somewhere around lurking in the shadows. Maybe she's one of these fighters. I don't know. <laughs> Verse 15. I don't think she's a fighter. <laughs> uh, Abraham shows his uh, military prowess because he divides his forces against them by night and his servants, and he defeated them, pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. He brought back all the goods. And also brought back his relative Lot, 
with his possessions and also the women and the people. So he became friends of the people of Sodom. Yeah, so do you think that um, some of these people he rescued became part of his crew? Mm, doubt it, because they were all part of Sodom. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's 318 are loyal. After his return uh, from this defeat, though, uh, whoever this guy is and the kings who were with him, those, those five kings, uh, and they list them all again. And then there's this other king that comes along in verse 18. His name is Melchizedek, king of Salem. Now, Salem is wonderful because that's the predecessor of Jerusalem. Yes. Uh, and Melchizedek means righteous king. Now, I don't know about you, but there's only one righteous king. Amen. In the King James, it says the priest of the most high God. Yeah, the priest, uh, priest of the mo most high God. It says uh, just God most high. I don't know why they want to change it in the NASB. He blessed him and said, blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hands. We always got to know, we've always got to thank God and bless God anytime that we have any kind of victory. It's never because of anything we did. Amen. It's always because God gave it. God gave us the victory. And so Abraham gave him a tenth of everything, which we would later refer to as a tithe. Yes. When, just to just interject something right here, it just shows you the character of Abraham or Abram at this point, how he reveres God. He didn't take any credit for himself. Mm -mm. Not one, not one iota of credit because what will we do? Yeah, I did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But mm -hmm. Abram is not that way. Mm -mm. He's not that way at all. And that's why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. As we read in Hebrews chapter 11. Amen. And why he was the father of many nations because God knew that Abram would be a righteous man like this. But this Melchizedek guy, he, he's very interesting. He has no mother or father that we know about. He's referred to again in Hebrews. Uh, I forget what chapter. I think it's chapter 4. Uh, it talks about Melchizedek uh, being the great high priest and that Jesus is in the same order as Melchizedek. Okay, let's go back to verse 18, uh, Pastor Johnson. Sure. Talk to me about the king of Salem brought forth bread and wine. Yeah, isn't that interesting? So, uh, so like I say, going back to the Hebrews thing where Jesus uh, is, is, is compared to Melchizedek, and of course, Jesus used both bread and wine at the, at the Passover meal to represent his body and his blood. And here's Melchizedek bringing out bread and wine to have communion with Abram. So uh, nothing's lost on us, is it? Nope, not at all. So if you just think that this is just some ordinary guy, I think you're crazy. I don't think that you understand Scripture correctly because this guy's got to be godly. Amen. And if you, you know, feel like you want to disagree or whatever, then this is a perfect opportunity for you to get in your Bible and study. Yeah. I mean, you know, let's leave a comment on the, on the page. Definitely. Do we have a page? <laughs> we're, we're working on it. We're, we're working on our morning. Well, I'm sure YouTube this is page. I'm sure this is going to stir people up. Well, and that's good. Yeah, that's good. I don't mind. Me neither. But uh, yeah, he was uh, this was probably Jesus before he was born a baby. So we call that guy the incarnate Christ. And I believe that Melchizedek was that guy. And uh, I think we're going to see him a couple more times, even in we're going to see him at least one more time in Abram's life coming up here in a few chapters later. Yeah. What were so, you say? Oh, no, I was just going to just, when you got down to 21, the king of Sodom said unto Abram, 
Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. Yeah. And Abram said to the king of Sodom. Now listen, Abram is so wise and so shrewd and so smart. Abram doesn't want anything that's connected with wickedness. Amen. Absolutely won't take anything. Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have sworn to the Lord God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread or a sandal thong or anything that is yours for fear that you would say, I have made Abram rich. Mm. And that's that's like the ultimate slap, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the guy understood what he was saying. Yeah, I'm not taking anything from you, dude, because there's no way you're going to ever say you gave me anything. I will take nothing except what the young men have eaten, (laughs) because that's kind of hard to give back, and the share of the men who went with me. So in other words, they can can get their share. Aner, Eshcol, and Mamre. That's the other three kings. So that was their four kings they had with Abram. Let them take their share. So that's the kind of guy Abram was. Yeah, I mean, you got to respect his character. His faith is unwavering, you know, and how many times in in life and we call ourselves Christians and we settle for what the enemy has. Tomorrow, I want to go to the chapter 15 here and we're going to talk a little bit about what this means. Do not fear, Abram. I am a shield to you. Amen. Your reward shall be very great. God sends protection wherever he sends you. Amen.